Hello, everyone, and welcome to an episode of Weekend on Fleek. I am one of your hosts, Richard, and my co-host is also here with us. Gus Gus. Katrina. <laughs> or Gus Gus. That's not, that's famed, not. famed mouse uh, partner to OG Cinderella. <laughs> yes, I think you are worthy of a name greater than Gus Gus. Um, <laughs> that was the only name I could think of. <laughs> so we are here to discuss Cinderella movies. Um, what you will discover if you ever decide to go down the rabbit hole of Cinderella movies is that there is a lot of Cinderella movies <laughs> and a great many of them are Cinderella movies only in so far as they attempt to employ the name of Cinderella and they bear little resemblance to it otherwise. So um, is that part of your criteria? I mean, what is part of the criteria for being a Cinderella film? Right. So um for me if i think it's a true cinderella film it needs to have a girl named either ella or cinderella it needs to feature some of the tropes of um the traditional story so uh, stepmother sisters father and or parents who have tragically passed away um, you know, magic is nice, but not required. Um, there needs to be a romance going on there somewhere with someone who is of a princely sort, whether it be an actual prince or as some of these movies have it, a, a fellow who is like a prince, either in social status or economically wealthy, etc. There you go. I knew I could count on you. Well said. <laughs> Thank you. I tried. So fairy godmother did it herself. We chose seven <laughs> films. Um, and these I shall list in no particular order. Cinderella, 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 Cinderella. That, that's the thing <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> About all of these, <laughs> I could just say Cinderella because that's their title. Um, first off, the we do so good? animated Disney film, Cinderella. OG. Classic. Um, following that, the 2015 live action remake of Cinderella. Lily James. Uh, a Cinderella story. Hilary Duff. Cinderella. The 90s edition, 1997, Brandy. Whitney with uh, Brandy and Whitney Houston. <laughs> Cinderella, the 2021 version. Camille with... <laughs> And Pierce Brosnan. I could not feel his lines. name. <laughs> right, right. A Cinderella Christmas. I don't know them. And then Ever After with Drew Barrymore, Barrymore. Grace Scott, Angelica Houston. And I believe that is all of them. I think that's seven that I just said. <laughs> I have no idea. I was like, even track. I hope it's seven. I'm too busy stepping on your lines. So we're going to weaken on fleek all of these, mm. these lovely, lovely films. Um, I'm not a particular, this will come as a surprise, but I'm not a particularly passionate person when it comes to Cinderella, one way or to other. 
Yeah, but your wife is, right? My wife is, uh, yeah, I'd say she's pretty, she's engaged in, in that sort of thing. And to say that I'm not, I'm not completely disinterested. There's some of these films that I'm quite fond of. And so um, I, I will, I will be here to talk about it and I will be here to be some somewhat invested in it. So <laughs> Katrina, it's magic. It's all magic. What is your week of these seven? Um, you know, there's one of them I think that probably should be the weakest, but I'm going to name something else. I'm going to name Cinderella 2021 with Camilla, Camilla, Camilla Cabello, Camilla Cabello, Camilla Cabello. And you know what? I, I am this close to agreeing with you, <laughs> but I'm gonna say a Cinderella Christmas, which was my other, which was my other week. Right. I, I feel like we are hairs away from each other in Probably. our, our yeah. opinions there. So go ahead, Katrina, and regale us with the reasons why you feel like the 2021 with Camilla Cabello, if that is indeed her name, um, is the weakest. <laughs> um, you know, um, it's fun. It can yes. be magical. I tell you what, it got my back up. It was, it was muddled. Um, I started calling it like woke Mama Miarella. Because it was like mm. it used it used contemporary songs versus like using Rodgers and Hammerstein's gorgeous score right, right. or classical music that's inherent with Cinderella, right? Or the original score, whatever. It's 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 all like pop ish music, and it's yeah. sung well. I mean, good on her. She did a great job. It wasn't her that I thought was weak. I mean, she did her job just fine but it was like yeah. hey this is high school musical or hey this is mama mia uh cinderella style and uh to me it was just it was it went too full force on like being in your face trying to like quote unquote correct the things that might be wrong with the cinderella trope and like i feel like maybe maybe you could fix one or two things and make it more appropriate for this day and age. Sure. Absolutely. Right. You know, let's take out things that are, you know, toxic and poisonous um, and are not like woman power forward, but this was like way too, way too much, but I tell you what, I, I, and I'm going to stop there for bashing it. Cause I did, I did find enjoyment and I did the number so one I. moment. 100%. I will shout out a big amen to everything you've said though. Okay. I mean, truly, awesome. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I feel like it was so woke. It's eyelids were taped open. That's how woke <laughs> it was. Um, eyelids I and mean, toothpicks ooh. and all kinds of yeah. things. staples open in the eyes. But it ain't I, never blinking. That's yeah, how woke right. it is. Never, never blinking. And yeah. And the fact that it was like, at the end, it was like all her and the prince wasn't even a prince anymore. And right. because he was going to follow her around. It was just like everything, everything. They changed everything. You're like, oh, okay, well, this was a lot. It was a lot to digest. But I loved um, the moment with her stepmother, with Idina Menzel. Yeah. Um, if only just to hear Idina Menzel 
saying, because when she opened up, I mean, the look on Camila Cabello's face said it all. It's true. When she started singing like that is a good, strong vocalist. And like, when you hear a voice like that, you didn't know you were missing it. You crave it. You want it all the time. Um, she's such a good vocalist. And so when she started singing with her and that little ending part, when everything's coming into resolution, ugh, what a glorious moment. And it was a nice payoff moment that their, their relationship was being mended. Yes. It was. If that had been the the only thing. Well, and I like the two of them singing together. I I thought it was a nice touch and vocally they complement each other. Well, I do agree that Indina Menzel is a, very talented vocalist and that the songs that she was given in this were very good for her. Um, They, they were well chosen for her. They played to her strengths as a vocalist. Um, Mini driver was wasted in this film, both as an actress and as a vocalist. I feel like she's given short shrift right up until the end of the movie. And even at, by the end of the movie, she has only sung a few bars and she's a very talented vocalist. You think they did that on purpose? I mean, it almost is ironic because her character is supposed to be like, like the original Cinderella, like what it would have been like if you, as Cinderella's story had played out. Right. Yeah. Like that was, she was the type. And, and I'll, I'll grant you that, except for the fact that we, we never get to hear her really sing. And I think that that's, that's a shame. Um, but I, I think you have a great cast. I think Pierce Brosnan, because of course I'm biased. I know. Like <laughs> you? Uh, and I think he does, no I think he does way, a great Rich. job in this film <laughs> in the sense that he plays an evil scumbag, misogynist jerk for 95% of the film. And then at the end, you're given this turnaround that feels kind of unearned where he, uh, you know, and and the scene between him and many drivers quite good, but it's like, okay, you went from, from awful to completely redeemed in a very short space of time. I feel like there, there's this good comedy that's going on in this film. But I feel like you have this great cast that could have bounced off of each other a lot more and could have leaned into the humor of it more. And that was a missed opportunity um, for, for me. That's, that's another gripe I have towards it. Can I address him as well? So I'm proud that he did the film because speaking yes. of Mamma Mia, people hated on Pierce so bad when he did Mamma Mia. Like he's not... He's not a good enough singer, blah, blah, blah. Like, he's just fine. He's an actor. Yeah, he's, he's, he's saying it's fine. fine for that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I, so I liked that they, they cast him because they're like, good for you. You didn't listen to those people and you just, yep. just do your thing, man. Just do your thing. But I agree with you about storyline. But like, that's, I mean, that's a product of our time is like movies you have to tie up in a nice neat little bow. Either that or you have to make them into a trilogy. I mean, one of those two things. There's either zero right. stakes or there's trilogy stakes. That's it. Right. <laughs> those are the two options. <laughs> Let me just say then, grateful they did not trilogize this for me. One movie was enough. Beat it into the ground. Well, <laughs> I mean, they could have gone on to, 
you know, the prince's sister who became the, you know, the right. princess or the queen, you know, queen to be. We say that that will be the sequel that comes she, out. She would next be the sequel. She'll be the sequel. They got to travel the world, so that could be the trilogy. There you go. We've said it. No oh, man, knock on wood, please, so it doesn't happen. Don't listen to us, Amazon. <laughs> Ignore don't listen to us podcast. for everything else you think they don't hear that <laughs> <laughs> all right so Pop let, up me, ads. let me talk very briefly i hope <laughs> about a cinderella christmas okay go ahead prior to this episode <laughs> recording i stated that i wanted it to be stricken from the list because I don't think of it as a true Cinderella story. I don't think it meets the criteria of um, the elements that make up a Cinderella story. I think it has little shades and whispers of it, but I don't, I did not feel like it was enough to really be a Cinderella story, but you know what? Let's leave it on just so that I can say, Oh my <laughs> gosh, what a train wreck of a movie. Um, this is like uh, this is like Cinderella meets Superman, if I can just interject, because it's like obviously that's Superman right there. Right. I mean, just put on right. the glasses. Are you serious? Right. <laughs> um, so this is a movie where I, here, here I will say my one, the woman who played Zelda, who is the woman who owns the dress shop, she was good. Facts of life. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that I think ends my my positive point towards this film. <laughs> Everyone else in this film, with the exception of my dear friend Zelda, is stupid, <laughs> profoundly and deeply unintelligent, to a point where I think they may need to seek professional help. Uh, our two leads have some sort of face blindness going on. <laughs> um, <laughs> Where I think you like know, I'm concerned for their safety. <laughs> I I really am because you know they could walk away with somebody and right. think that that was their wife and and get lost <laughs> forever. And like clearly, then they right. But maybe um, Richard, we should go back and say that's a Cinderella trope thing. Why are you going after everybody with that shoe? Shouldn't you be able to look into somebody's face and know? I mean, all these Cinderella's, none of them had masks on it with the exception of a Cinderella story. Is that right. true? Hold on, let me go back and think about that. Yeah, uh, the, these two, I think, yeah, well, no. Um, does, does she wear a mask in Ever After at the ball? Uh, no, she had yes. like cool kind of things around her eyes, but it was her face. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah those yeah, wings sorry. on. Yeah, sorry. Yes, she did wear the wings, which were lovely. Thank Not you. a true mask. Okay. Right. Anyway, these people are dumb. Let's go back to that. <laughs> um, the dialogue is so hammy. I almost thought that it was like a Christmas meal tribute, how hammy it was. <laughs> Good. It was a Christmas Cinderella. And it was um, a Hallmarky type film. So well, it is a Hallmark film. You know what? This uh, is why I, I like say, this is a Hallmark film that may have been hit by a radiation or something like it may have been <laughs> mutated um i've seen my fair share of hallmark films some of them are bad some of them are watchable this one was like watchable oh my i think i've scraped <laughs> the bottom of the barrel right here no like, there's been much worse than that trust me that's okay. sad 
let me tell that's you sad. well that's also true but <laughs> let me tell you why i like it i love the concept of going to a masquerade ball and filling a stocking up with your favorite stuff and then letting somebody else look at it first of all i love stockings like that whole first part i think i was blind speaking of face blindness i was blind because i love like your stocking blind i was so stuck on the stockings <laughs> i'm like you know, that's a great idea <laughs> I, I will grant you that, that that's cute, but the minute he starts speaking to her, once they realize they have each other's stockings, I'm like, <laughs> are you a serial killer? <laughs> are you that's... trying to lure her away to murder her and you have no social skills? So this is the best you can do. That's the other Hallmark channel. Would you, is would it you like? like to be, come away with me? <laughs> would you like to step into another area with me? <laughs> And I wanted to be like, no, girl, don't do it. You start filling up your stocking with, you know, like a pin knife. Um, So, yeah, I really (laughs) don't know what else to say. I think that's enough. There's no chemistry going on. There's no dialogue going on. There's no. um, The man uh, is a serial killer, but he's attractive. And everything (laughs) gets wrapped up in a nice bow and it doesn't make sense. And the apologies feel false. Just all of it doesn't work. Yes. Um, it really, really does not work as, as a film. So that's why it, it uh, edges out um, the 2021 Cinderella for me. And that's, that's why I said it probably should be at the bottom. But the other one yeah. annoyed me more because it was like, man, it was just too much. Just too you much. know, it's a toss. No, it's not it's a, a toss-up. toss-up. The other one's really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> the 2021 one at least they were like you know there's some really talented people at work here there's really there's some snappy dialogue there's some humor yes the wokeness of it all annoyed me but there are these little positive points um, well the other one had like stockings could... richard it had stockings okay so well <laughs> unless one of those stockings is used to hit me over the head and knock me unconscious <laughs> It ain't good enough to bring it up <laughs> above this one. So, um, newly noted. Let's, let's talk about our fleeks. <laughs> so, what is your fleek? Oh gosh, please don't ask me that question. Because I've got I've got three that I'm like, well, I dearly love. One of them, like I have to say that one, right? But the other one, like, well, no, I, it really I should be this have one. To say one, because I will not allow you to say three. Well, could you say, could you say yours first? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you coward. (laughs) Indecisive is more like. I will say that I had two that were up at the top for me. Okay. Okay. That were, were close, but I have to say ever after for me. Okay. Um, I'm also going to. Where she chooses a different film from me. This is the part where I picked it, but Ever After is the one I want to choose. But well, then choose it, girl. How could you not? How could you not say the OG Cinderella when everything is measured up against OG Cinderella, even though it's a cartoon? We can talk about it in a bonus episode. It's fine. (laughs) All right, I'm going to say Ever After because that's what I want to say. All right, I'm going to say Ever After because that's what I want to say. Okay, Ever After, yay, unity. Um, (laughs) this producer over here called me a sellout. (laughs) <laughs> good job 
She wanted me to choose Way to fill out. I'm the, proud of you. Uh, the Lily James version, which is amazing. I all that was my number two. That's that the one I watched two. most. I love that one. I and love and, that one. and we'll 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 get into those in, in, in a bonus. We'll talk about those. But so I will say one of the biggest reasons why I like this one is Angelica Houston. Yes. And in my notes, it's like Angelica Houston. I wrote in big bold and I underlined it. I didn't even have to say anything. It was just her name. Um, a, she she's Angelica Houston. She's an incredibly talented actress. And so she does a great job. But what I like about her character is that she is wretched and awful. But there's this sliver of humanity underneath it. This, this little touch of, okay, somewhere in there is somebody who is deeply afraid and sad and wounded and then there's this nastiness and then on top of that there's another mask when anybody else comes around of this charm and polite and you know uh just such an interesting layered performance of deception deception and then underneath that just this glimmer of the true person that 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 is in there somewhere so i have to like shout out to her because i think that's one of the things that makes a cinderella movie great is if you have a a good antagonist like her sure it's it's um i agree with you absolutely 100 she's the best part about the film but she's not the only awesome part it's Agreed. also like the most believable tale Yes. I, I think that they set it up that way and they well because it was like here it is in in like you know quote unquote modern times obviously not us right. modern but like this is this is what really happened when it happened and like it seems plausible and the people were not one dimensional and probably this is besides Angelica Houston the number one reason why it has to be number one is that the people were actual human-like people they were not one-dimensional it didn't rely on any of the tropes too much it was magical um in a more scientific way (laughs) um as they brought in leonardo shout out yeah shout out to (laughs) he's the closest thing you get to a fairy godmother in this film you know what i call i call the other one uh mama mia rella or whatever i call this one uh cinderella forrest gump because you're like Forrest Gump has all those inferences and like it talks about all those different things that happen in history and stuff. Every time Leonardo da Vinci comes on the screen, he's introducing you to another historical fact and idea or invention. Right, and you're like, hey, right. oh, that's funny. So anyway, that I started calling it. Yeah, I, I agree. I also think that um, and the my producer has uh, mentioned the the idea of growth. Um, a lot of times Cinderella at the beginning of a movie and at the end of the movie is essentially the same person. You know, she's kind and sweet and wonderful. And it's just that somebody else has figured out how kind and sweet and wonderful she is. And, and that's it. But in this movie, we get a little bit of growth for her character. Um, and we also get a growth for the prince. Um, a big time growth for the prince really. And also uh, her sister, um, you know, kind of 
comes out a little bit more as not so much a villain, uh, but mm-hmm. a little bit of a supporter. There's just there's there's growth and it's a dynamic story as opposed to feeling like like you said the one dimensionality that okay this person is going to stay the same and this person is going to stay the same there's this kind of movement that's going along i agree completely that this is the closest we'll get to a a real uh iteration of of the the classic tale and i mean you've got Drew Barrymore doing her best. Oh, grandma telling the story at the beginning and then. So, you know, <laughs> it, has, it has to be a true story if it begins and ends with an old person narrating it. You um, mean like on um, Edward Scissorhands? Right, exactly. Except this is better. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I really like this one. Um, I think you've got. Good, so good chemistry between Drew Barrymore and DeGray Scott. I am generally speaking, not a massive Drew Barrymore fan. I, Me I, I'm, I'm neither like nor dislike. Um, but I mainly dislike. This was, this was a good fit for her. Um, it played to her strengths, but it also, I feel like it was a bit of a stretch for her in some ways. And I feel like it was a good stretch. Um, yeah, it was. A, it was a good move for her. Um, it was like a natural yeah, fit it, without it being too mm, easy. Yes. Um, and you know nobody tries too hard to to do an accent or to um, you know make this too hyper realistic. If it was, then we'd need interpreters because we're Americans and we don't speak anybody else's language. Um, <laughs> but um, you know it's it's a nice balance of kind of the whimsy and the fairy tale with a little bit more of a grounding, a little bit more of a, a realistic kind of bend to it. So all in all, I, I think this one's going to be hard to top as much as I, I like some of the others on this list and, and maybe we'll talk about them in the bonus, but for me, this one stops. Yeah. Agreed. 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 But again, I'll just throw this in there and we'll talk about it in the bonus. OG Cinderella the original tale that we measure everything against. Not the first iteration of the story historically, but, but the one that we all know, and then of course that live action remake, probably the best Disney remake that has happened. Uh, maybe we'll debate that another time, but there you go. I just threw that yeah. out there. So should we rate so this? Let's, let's do it. Are we going to go glass with the cliche glass slipper rating or are we going to like... Uh, branch out. We're gonna do some pumpkins. We're gonna do some Gus Gusses. Gus Gus. Uh, should we do? Should we do Da Vinci? Should we do Mona Lisa's? Oh, Vinci had a Mona wow, Lisa. To, to really hammer home that this is <laughs> this is indeed an ever after um, episode. Okay, that's fine with me. And ding ding. Okay, so give me give me your oh. out of ten. Oh, uh, let's, I mean, these are, these are solid. They were fun and they like, you know, are like kind of like you get lost in them and they're like escape. I like, um, how could you not like them? I'm going to go with a seven and a half, seven. <laughs> I'm like, going to go three. with five and a half. Okay. Um, the ones that are on here are good. The you know ever after is good. So, you know we'll we'll talk in the bonus about some of the others that are good, 
but there are some that really drag it down. Um, as we've already talked about, our bottom two for me really drag it down. There's another one that drags it down a good bit for me as well. Um, so, and and these are not ones where most of these I if I never watch them again, I'll be all right. Um, and even the ones that I will watch again, they're not perennial favorites that I'm busting out all the time. They're ones that I I, I think are good, but I'm not I'm not actively seeking them very often. So it's my ranking. But I'm a dude. So take that with a grain <laughs> of dude salt. Um anyway, so there you have it. Um definitely watch Ever After. Definitely do not watch a Cinderella Christmas. Um <laughs> Unless look you're a stalking an, fan. Unless you're a stalking fan. Oh. And look for an unwoke <laughs> edit of the 2021 Cinderella. It'll only be like 10 minutes long, but it'll have a lot of fun songs in it. Um, and you can enjoy those. 